taking a deep breath here. Excited to see y'all. I see friends. I see, man, it's good to be with y'all tonight. Just so y'all know, my name is Ryan. I'm the college director uh, here at Grace Midtown, and I feel the honor and the pleasure just to share a word with you tonight, to share my experience with God, my history with God. Um, and I'm going to take you back. We're going to remember our past together because I think it's actually crucial for our present. And so I'm going to read Psalm 63. We're going to begin here tonight. So if you have the word, if you have the iPhone, if you have a physical copy of the Bible, feel free to open that up. We're going to dive into Psalm 63, and this is where we're going to live. We're going to live in this scripture tonight. So let's begin. Psalm 63, a psalm of David when he was in the desert of Judah. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there is no water. I've seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods, with singing lips my mouth will praise you. On my bed I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night, because you are my help. I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. Those who want to kill me will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the sword and become food for jackals. The king will rejoice in God. All who swear by God will glory in him, while the mouths of liars will be silenced. Just so you all know, I have uh, some sheets up here. I was going to go for the iPad tonight, but I'm going old school. And I just wanted to bring that into my story tonight. This feels important because it's been some time coming, just having the opportunity to get to share with you guys just my history with God. And I think tonight is unique because I want to bring us back to Uncensored, our series, these honest prayers of the Psalms. And it begins with this. We think honesty will damage the relationship, but it actually deepens it. Bring us back a few weeks where Rob shared this clarity for us as we step into the Psalms and hear the uncensored, hear the richness, the raw, tangible emotion of these writers expressed in Scripture. And next thing I want to just remind us that Rob mentioned weeks back, he said a covenant relationship creates the context for honest conversation. And so I just want to lay that as the foundation of where we are, because right here in Psalm 63, David has fled from Jerusalem. He's fled from Jerusalem because his son Absalom has been conspiring to kill him. And there's some motivation that led David into the desert. And I think at moments, even in our lives, we can find ourselves in a wilderness season. Maybe not in a physical location, but we can connect with this idea 
of feeling like we're in the desert, we're in the wilderness. Because I think in this moment, we recognize David's orientation towards God. And in his orientation towards God, there's a cry for help. There's a cry for help. There is a seeking and an eagerness for comfort. There's a desire for God to provide in this moment of need. And I think we can all just recognize in our life when we've been in places of need. And here's the big point tonight before I get even to the bigger context of why David fled into the desert. And I want to share this. When we become awake self-aware, and willing to receive God's longing for us. Our posture of, of longing for God deepens. So when we become awake, when we're self-aware, and we're actually willing to, to actually connect with God and move towards God with our needs, it could be, it could be, Physiological needs, food, shelter, water. It could be needs of safety, needs of love and belonging, even needs of self-worth. When we step into these moments and we receive God's longing for us, our posture for, long, for our longing for God deepens. And I think it's in the place of the wilderness, the place of need, that our longing for God actually deepens. And so I want to go on this, this pilgrimage with you through this psalm. We also see that we're imagining this idea that David is speaking in his real life, his real context, he says, I thirst for you, my whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. Just think about the physical needs that he's experiencing. Just think about the desire for security, the desire to, to long to be with his family, the, the desire to be back in Jerusalem where it felt normal and the context felt known. And right now in this moment, this cry for help in the psalm, he's expressing a need for God. And we can also see in David's life, he's distressed emotionally. His orientation is towards God. His remembrance is taking him back into the sanctuary of God where he's tasting and see that God has been good. But in this current moment, I can imagine David even, even questioning and asking God, where are you now in this desert? My family's in turmoil. Who's experienced some family turmoil? <laughs> I think we can all be there. He's experienced danger from his son, and he's distant from home. He's away from home. And this is our context. And as I was reading about Psalm 63, John Golden Gay gave this just clarity 
um, as I was reading through his thoughts, his commentary on this psalm. He said, the God present in Jerusalem is also present in the wilderness. And so tonight, my conversation is about when in your life have, have you felt distance from home? Distance from your normal context, distant from what you felt like was familiar to you. When in your life have you experienced this? Maybe you're coming in tonight and that you're experiencing the realness of feeling distant from home, distant from relationship, distant from God. And tonight my hope is that when we see David's expression of cry and seeking comfort, that we would find ourselves maybe in a similar place. Maybe we can find God even in our deepest need. And here's what I know to be true, is that God's thoughtfulness, tenderness, and attention for you doesn't change based on your context, life circumstance, or mood. God's character remains the same even when we don't feel it or know it to be true. Tonight is a reminder that God remains the same and deeply longs to be in relationship with you no matter where you are, in the wilderness or at home. That's the invitation for us tonight. So, I want to just even repeat this verse. I have seen you in the sanctuary, beheld your power and your glory. How is this applicable to our life? I want you to remember a time in your life where you longed for comfort, for safety, and acceptance. Like I said before, in my perspective, I would say God was experiencing the feeling of being homesick. And I think this rings true in my perspective, in my view of David. He was longing for the God of Israel. He was longing for his family. He was longing to be back in a familiar place in his normal context. And what I know to be true is that God's tenderness is vast enough to be exactly where you are, even when we don't feel it or know it. And so when was a moment that you felt homesick? I have a moment, it's taken me back to Mission Meadows. My family, I have two older brothers, um, and my family would drive to upstate New York uh, to go to this family camp. So for multiple years, I don't know how my parents did it, to have three boys in the car, I'd be like sleeping in the back, just on the floor of the van. Did anyone else do that? Just sleep in the floor of the van? Like, was that safe? I don't know, but I was sleeping. Yeah, maybe it's a young, yeah, the youngest person in the family, but I would sleep on the floorboard in the back, and I would really have my hands like this. I'd just crawl up, be as small as possible, and we would travel all the way up to New York just for this family camp. And I was born in upstate New York. I was born in Syracuse, lived there 
for, for six years, so it was a very short time in my childhood, but I have very fond memories of traveling back up to upstate New York and experiencing this family camp. And so we would go to this camp, we would stay for four or five days, and we would have a blast. The, anything possible, the lake, we would... We would play soccer, play sports. I would get on the swing, like seven-year-old dream. Like, it, it felt like anything was possible. And so one night, we, um, we had, this, had this invitation from the staff. Um, hey, like, we're going to set up a camp for all, all the young, you know, young ones. So it was around like seven to 12 years old. We're going to set up a camp for them. It's right across the street. It's like a five-minute walk on this trail, and basically they set up a fire, they set up camp, and all the counselors and the staff really set up this night for us to experience s'mores, to, uh, to sing along to the songs, to experience relationship and friendship around this fire. And throughout, throughout the night, as it progressed, I started to feel sick to my stomach. I was like... I remember this vividly. As a seven-year-old kid, I started to feel sick to my stomach. And I didn't know the reason why. I started to feel nauseous. And I realized as I was coming into my tent that my separation from my family and from what was just across the street felt so far. I started to feel like homesick. I felt like the separation from my family, which wasn't too far away. It was five minutes away. I was, you should be singing the songs. You should be around the fire, eating a s'more, receiving the life and joy of the party. And in, that, in those moments as the night progressed, I felt alone, I felt afraid, and I felt separated in, the, in a crowd of people, and my body reacted, and I physically threw up as a kid, seven years old. I can look back at it now and even, even laugh about it on stage, but I threw up as a kid because I felt homesick from what was normal to me, from what... I experienced with my family. So there's a, there was an attachment to my family. There was an attachment to what I've known, what I've tasted, what was normal, what I've experienced. And coming away from even that location and distance from my family, even being around everyone else, I felt alone, I felt afraid, and I felt separated. And so I really think about this story, and I, I, I think about even this past few years during the pandemic as it continues. I think about that the context in our lives has changed probably greatly for a lot of us. Maybe it's moved to another location. Maybe you started school. Maybe you started a new job. Maybe you left your own job, your old job, and came to a new city and found a new job. Maybe you found new community. Maybe 
The context looks a bit unfamiliar than it used to. And I think we can see in David's expression of the psalm and his, his reality that he felt this. He was away from what was norm. It was an unfamiliar con- uh, context and he was in desperate need of God. And maybe for some of us tonight, we've felt distant from God because of the context that we've been in. And even when that context has changed and been unfamiliar, my question, just even for us tonight, has, has God changed? Even in our growing and evolving and our ideologies and our movement towards new philosophies, even in the growing and evolving of our perception, has God changed? And I'd be safe to say that our perception of God does change throughout our life. That actually God remains the same because God is reliable. God's characteristics, his tenderness is so vast that even when all our context has shifted and transitioned and it's felt unfamiliar to where we are, my, my hope tonight is that you would experience the God that's remained the same even when our context, our life circumstances, our mood has shifted. And we tend to forget. And I want to call us back into remembrance that God's thoughtfulness, tenderness, and intention doesn't change for where we are. We change, we evolve, we grow. And it's important that we're self-aware in that. And the reality is that when we change, we grow. The hope is to find even a revelation of how God has been with you in your moments in your childhood up into the present and hopefully up to the future moments. That the God who is with you in your desperate need and came through and showed up is the God that is with you in your questioning, in the doubt, and in your current expression of need. And so remembering and recalling David's history of being home with God actually comforted David in the Psalms. We see this. It comforted him. I've seen you in the sanctuary, beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. Actually, the remembrance of what was actually propelled him to receive comfort and hope in the now. That we as people tend to forget God's loving kindness in our life. And a part of my hope tonight, can we remember, can we remember where God met us in our deepest sorrow and our deepest pain? Can we remember where God met us in our deepest joy and our deepest celebration? 
Because that will be the fuel to lay the foundation for your present experience with God. And here's the beautiful thing. Even in our choosing to maybe step away, God will be waiting with great anticipation, even with our slightest attention and need towards God. Recalling our history with God is, is crucial to our present and future moments with God. And so here's the hope that expression of a home will be built with God. This idea of a home will be built with God. That, that when you're in the moments of desperation, you rec recall on the, the name of God, you recall on the character traits of God, you remember what was, and you take those moments, you take that thoughtfulness, you take that attention, you take that detail towards your life, and you bring it into the now with a new revelation of who God is. And we can do that by building a home with God. We can do that as we remember and recall our history with God. So let me ask you a question. What does home look like for you? To me, this ideal expression of home is safety. It's acceptance, it's love and belonging, it's comfort, it's where dreams come alive, authenticity is felt, and our basic needs are met. We come from backgrounds, from family, from, from conflict, from turmoil, but God wants to restore and renew our expression of what home looks like in God. That if there's one thing that we can lean into and be dependent on is that we can begin to remember our, the tenderness of God, the thoughtfulness and his attention to, to detail to move exactly where you are, to move towards where you are and I think this is important. I think when we think about this expression that God wants to restore and renew our home and what it means to be and find a home with God, that it might not be your family of origin. It might be your closest community now. It might be a sports team. It might, it might be people you've met at school that you've bonded with and connected with. That home looks different for each and every one of us. And so as we think about what does it look like to lay a foundation with God, let's remember our history with God. Verse 3, it says, Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. Brenny Manning says this in the furious longing of God, the God I've come to know by sheer grace, the Jesus I met in the grounds of my own self, 
has furiously loved me regardless of my state, grace or disgrace. And why? For his love is never, never, never based on our performance, never conditioned by our moods of elation or depression. The furious love of God knows no shadow of alteration or change. It is reliable and always tender. And so I think this is the hope that we can find if we feel like we're in the wilderness, if we feel like we're distant from what's been familiar in our life. That God remains the same and that God is reliable. And where are those moments in our life where we've seen God as reliable? And lastly, when I think about laying a foundation of what does it look like to build a home with God, to find a home in God, knowing that it's not just in a physical location, but it's exactly where we are. And if we're in a spot in our life where our relationship with God feels uncertain, look back to the moment where you didn't feel distant. It might feel painful at first, and that's okay. It probably will be to take a, a look back into our life. We have to get deep enough to the foundation and the essence of where we've seen God's affection and lo love towards us. If you go deep enough in your story, you will find affect, affection and love at the foundation. You will find belonging at its foundation. You will find goodness in self and goodness in God at the foundation if you look deep enough and long enough in our life with God. And so I think about this last verse as I close and practice. He says, on my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. In verse six, there's a rhythm, there's a practice. He's lying at his side in bed, thinking of the moments he's experienced God. And I think this is important to recognize that our practice and our rhythms are important as we continue to lay the foundation of expression towards God. That can we be in rhythm with God and be willing to receive the tenderness that will carry us actually into deeper awareness in God? And there's a few things that kind of stand out to me as I, I think about my practices and my history. I think about being with your people. I think about being with your community, connected to the people around you because we can see glimmers of hope, glimmers of warmth, glimmers of love and expression of the image of God through other people. That God could show up with warmth in our closest friends. I think about being in your body, knowing 
your body and, and, and knowing what's happening within you. I think about the inward journey, but also think about our physical body, how we're reacting to moments and experience. Are we awake to what our body is speaking and telling us? Sometimes that looks like exercise for me. Sometimes that's going on an evening walk. That's sometimes riding my bike. That's sometimes allowing myself to be in a posture ready to receive with my body. Be in your body. I think about just different breathing exercises and moments of need and moments that feel like chaos and moments of turmoil. We need to feel connected to our breath. That we would recognize that God is in our very breath. And then lastly, thinking about practices and rhythms, the watches of the night, thinking about the stillness and solitude that we can experience with God. And so lastly, I want to even remind us of this promise that God is with us no matter my context, my circumstance, or my mood. And I think about this, and I think about this idea of home, this idea of longing for God. And I think about the way God has remained the same for me. That he's longed to be in relationship with me. He's longed to know me. He's longed and desired to connect with me. And it's actually in my waking up. It's actually in my willingness. It's actually in my self-awareness that I get, I get to stir a longing for God to get to be in relationship with him. So I'm going to read this song, and the band can come up on stage as we close out this night. Jason Upton has this song called Home to Me. And just thinking of the realization that what does it look like to find home in God? What, what does it look like to experience this true expression of home. And I love this song because I think, I think it paints a picture for us as we maybe even find a home in God tonight. And so it says this, like a house out in the country, like a boat out on the sea, like a river going somewhere we all want to be, like a voice that's so familiar like the ground beneath my feet, like the way I've always known how close you are to me. You are home to me. You are home, home to me. You are patient and kind. You are peace, peace to me. You are never failing. And so Jesus, as we receive the vastness of your tenderness, as we see, receive the drawing near, 
of your proximity and your presence. God, I pray that tonight that we would get to experience what finding a home looks like in you, God. That we get to find the foundation, to lay the foundation with you. That even in the distance or the desperate needs or the crying out, God, that you've remained the same. You've been reliable even in the moments we haven't felt it or thought it. And so tonight as we respond in worship, as we respond to your love and kindness, I pray that we, be, we would begin to hope again. We would begin to long for you again. That in a hard and difficult season, maybe there's a glimmer of hope deep within us and around us. That if we look deep enough, wide enough, if we go down to the depths, that the foundation of our lives is built on affection towards us, that is built on longing and belonging for us. That the God that was present in Jerusalem is present with you now in the wilderness that home will be with you wherever you go. That it might not be in a person, in a location, or a thing, but God will be your home. So tonight, we lean into your whisper, we lean into your longing, and we say yes. We say yes to how you meet us exactly where we are. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.